Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Deceptively Fast Podcast. I am Seth Payne. I played in the NFL for 10 years. I am joined frequently by my friend Drew Hodgson, who also played in the NFL. I was a nose tackle. He was a center. We practiced against each other. And now we just have a conversation. We split it up. Probably pretty evenly, half football, half other stuff. Today is an other stuff type of episode. I saw an article about a female orgasm cult. Naturally, I clicked on it. We had to discuss this. If you'd like to leave a five-star review, I would be very, very grateful. And if you'd like to subscribe, I would be equally grateful. If you did both of those things, I will be your friend forever. That's a promise, damn it. All right, Drew, this is important stuff. I saw this headline about this, this female orgasm cult that mm. was being investigated. I thought, I'll click on this. Plus, they did that thing where they, you know, they attached Gwyneth Paltrow's name to it, and they attached Khloe <laughs> right. Kardashian's name to it, making it seem like maybe they were somehow involved in this cult or something. It wasn't that. I'm going to give that disclaimer off up front. I'm not, I'm not dirty and sneaky like the Telegraph of the UK. Fair? I agree. Yeah, right. fair. Yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to chime in there and argue with you about being dirty and sneaky or not. No, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to give a synopsis of this female orgasm cult. Oh, you know what? Alleged cult in the next uh, in like ten minutes. Last time we tried to do something in ten or fifteen minutes, we ended up doing two and a half hours on Deshaun Watson. So, uh, it, in two thousand eleven. I'll start where this article starts. Yeah, start at the beginning. This woman, I'm actually starting in the middle. In, in oh, just okay. Like a Hollywood movie. We're going to start at the middle, then go back to the beginning. And then oh, leap forward to the present without ever telling the viewer or the listener exactly what's yeah, going on. Yeah, leap to the climax. Nicole Daydone gave a TEDx talk in San Francisco in which she spoke of her plans to build an empire on the female orgasm and how all this started was, and this is where we jump back. She says that back in 1998, so in the Ted talk in 2011, she's describing how in 1998, she met a man who practiced what he called contemplative sexuality. And then without really much of an explanation for why she agreed to it, she ended up um, allowing this guy to take her pants off and then manipulate her clitoris. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's right your dog knows he's very, very responsive to, to anytime you use you know what's weird is that i got him trained so anytime he hears clitoris 
<laughs> it just goes bananas. He didn't. She didn't really explain. She didn't really explain how he talked her into this, other than to say he asked her to take her take her pants off and he'd show her how an orgasm is done right. So right. He, he invited her to lie down unclothed, and then he shone a flashlight on her vagina and proceeded to. <laughs> I'm I'm reading from the article now. Describe her colors. Love the imagery. In some detail, it's classy, see, because it's colors is spelled with a U because this is a British publication. Right. Yeah. It's, so, it's the royal. So he told her. Now, in my mind, this guy's a French guy. So he told her, your outer labia are coral. He then stroked her clitoris no firmer than you would stroke your eyelid. Uh, and then she basically says she broke down and the feeling was pure and clean. She broke open. And... She would tell this story thousands upon thousands of times, she would say, as, as she decided, because she described herself as a philanthropist. She said in her philanthropic way, I want everyone else to know how to live here. So in 2004, so this is six years after she'd met the mysterious orgasm man, she founded a group called One Taste, which uh, it was it started the practice of what she called orgasmic meditation or om okay right yeah th there's going to be a lot this is what i learned reading this article there's going to be a lot of uh abbreviations and acronyms yeah. that are going to yeah. get like super obnoxious as you're going through it like yeah they om the gm yeah and then you got to go down to the and i'm just like come on man it's too many but the, the, I, I still i mean i got to this part and i was still hung up on i felt like if i was so prolific in bed that i launched a multi-million dollar uh -huh. venture yeah that i would i mean this guy uh, i wouldn't mind getting my name maybe floated out there i don't know <laughs> that's right oh no, no okay well that's that's a really good point because when you she's, know i mean when she's, told the, when she's told the story at various times you know the the i, I guess sometimes right. sometimes the guy's just a guy at a party sometimes it's a monk sometimes it's a cute guy who delivered the best pickup line i'd ever heard all of that stuff so she's got a she's got a pretty slick presentation yeah definitely yeah. that was one of the most relatable details of it is like any great story anybody ever has aren't there always like some there's some variation in there yeah it's like it says subject to variation yeah sometimes he's a buddhist monk well she's in uh she's in san francisco so she's constantly a b testing so <laughs> one taste at one point at its peak one taste was reported to be making 12 million dollars a year it had centers in nine cities, including New York, San Francisco, and London. And here it is. Let's see. It was endorsed by no less a personage than the high priestess of the vagina, Gwyneth Paltrow. Were you aware, were you aware that Gwyneth Paltrow did so much vagina stuff? She's like a I, corporate vagina monologue. Yeah, I, I remember there being one headline that kind of captured. It really captured my interest. It hit my, yeah. uh, hit my radar, my vagina radar. When she through goop, I think it was, was recommending or I guess like promoting a uh, jade egg. Do you oh, remember okay. this? Is that there like, was like a, a jade? Well, it was it was no, it was literally like a uh, it's it, I'm going to say it's the um, uh, the crystals of of the vaginal health. Oh, OK. OK. And, she, and you were supposed to put this jade egg inside you. Oh, okay. It's kind of stuff Which, science, science doesn't want you to know about, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it helps with, you know, ambiguous things like toxins well, yeah. um, and energies. Oh, you know? man. And, yeah. More importantly. And she got herself into some hot water, I think. You can literally birth a jade after that or lay a jade <laughs> egg. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> like it's you can like, lay it's an like egg. A, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty it, cool. It's like a Midas touch thing, but it's Jade and it's not real. Uh, so. so this is where the scandal comes in. The organization has now shut down following accusations by former members of the group with the FBI reportedly investigating allegations of sex trafficking, prostitution and violation of labor laws. So this is uh, uh, this is where it gets interesting because I watched the TED talk and it was like it, it makes sense. She talks a lot about how, you know, a lot of women are repressed or they don't feel sexual joy. And she thinks it can be revolutionary if more women get more comfortable talking about the female orgasm and learning how to learn, you know, learning how to address their needs and everything. But but the, 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 we'll get into this whole process so that the mysterious stranger did to her, which is what she basically replicated with thousands of people in 1998. Daydone joined a group called the Welcomed Consensus. So this was right after her orgasmic experience with a mysterious stranger. Mm. Uh, these are researchers of deliberate orgasm, friendship, sensuality, and living pleasurably. Pleasurably. Uh, so basically, they look like uh, any of these other kind of like a commune type of thing, like a Hare Krishna kind of situation. Yeah, and, and the guy you you wanted a guy that uh, could get his name out there for credit. The original one of these was called Lafayette Morehouse, which had been founded in the 1960s by a man named Victor Barranco. So Victor Barranco was the first guy to, to I, I guess, approach women at parties. And it was easier in the 60s. <laughs> Great party trick. Yeah, he really was. He was a man of his era. Yeah. So Barranco devised a technique called deliberate orgasm, or I guess, is it DOing? 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 I, I think a- it's supposed to be DOing. Yeah, this is kind of, I'm going to be honest with the listener here. I'm not so convinced of the journalistic integrity of this. I, I, yeah. I, feel, I feel like there was one woman that really wanted to write about the female orgasm for some reason and, and also scandalize it. Like maybe she had maybe she'd been burned by one of these seminars you're about to hear about. Yeah. So, yeah. But this is the important thing is that uh, <laughs> it's just a personal grudge. Like the journalist is just like, like, yeah, I think we all know that a lot of men struggle to give women orgasms, Todd. <laughs> I think we all know that. I think women for decades have struggled with that, like some of my ex-boyfriends personally. So Barranco so devised this technique called DOing, in which a woman would undress from the waist down and a man would stroke her clitoris. In exchange, the strokey... Oh, see, this is the strokey... That's not real. ...would okay. give the stroker a token or a small gift. It was reported that in 1976, a commune member named Diana claimed she was able to sustain a continuous orgasm for three hours. See, I think this part about the, the strokey giving a gift was lost. In it this. is lost. They don't go yeah. back. I kept waiting on because I was trying to understand. Is that the is the implication that, you know, like, is that, there scale for a three hour one? Like, what am I getting? Am I that getting, almost like I, a, I guess it would have to be a small token because otherwise that would venture into prostitution. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they're they're paying you for their uh, for their show, for their DOing. Yeah, 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 it's it's also man. It, they, I really wish they had gotten back to that because I just it'd be <laughs> the kind of stuff you can really just like swaggy you can put on your bookshelf. So so this is what she created a technique that she called orgasmic meditation. A woman lies down in a nest of pillows. Those are that's her term, a nest, and then she butterflies her legs, which I guess is a, a more elegant way of saying she just you know spreads them out. She spreads, yeah right. She spreads out. Oh, draping one leg over the knee of the man who is fully clothed and seated beside her. In my in my mind, he's wearing an ascot. So. <laughs> 
so then absolutely gold buttons on his jacket yes 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 perhaps a a cigarette with a cigarette holder (laughs) very much yeah like like the penguin from the adam west years you got it yes uh so and then this is crucially sets a timer for 15 minutes then this is where it gets creepy and weird he wears latex gloves smeared with lubricant now i guess that's great if if he's not the guy you came with, if he's not your right. partner, it's my impression that this was kind of a free love type scenario where maybe you brought a guy with you, but maybe that you just used one of the they experts. Didn't, they didn't fully clarify, right? Like, it's not like, is this like you're in a room and it's two people or is this kind of like a, you it know, was, you're sort of out in the because it feels I mean, this to me, I can't think of anything maybe less sexy than like holding on while I snap on some latex gloves and then just like. <laughs> put a dollop of KY on my hand. It just like, it would feel weird. like a, like a gynecologist appointment. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was like every time I've ever gotten a, a prostate exam, you know, that's not a, it, it starts with a pair of snap, uh, latex gloves snap. Yeah. Yeah. First you kiss on the mouth and then you put the gloves on, <laughs> but this is key. There's no kissing here. The guy, comp- oh. the guy, the guy is completely focused on the woman's clitoris as is she. Right. And that's where this Daydone character uh, points out very eloquently in her speech, I might add. Her speech sold me on it. The article did not. But uh, you have these two people focused on this very small and sensitive area. So he then then strokes the upper left quadrant of the clitoris (laughs) from her perspective, Drew. Not your left, her left. Come on, it's about Yeah, got it, got it. Stage right. Stage right. So they started this community, and it... Grew to about 50 men and women, mostly in their late 20s and early 30s. And they would OM, orgasmically meditate, two or three times a day with various research partners. And that's the key. You call it a research partner. <laughs> exactly. I was going to yes. say, it's all about the terminology. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> research it's like when you're trying to expense stuff on your taxes. It's like a, it's it's a like, hot oil like massage. This, this is, yeah, this is a work meeting. Uh, you know, I, except I don't think women are paying for this either, though. Except this is where the money comes in. Okay, yeah. so this is uh, this is the catch because well, all they of are, this they, they are paying for it at this point, right? Not necessarily. I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, I'll tell you what it is. Um, now for one, very important. I don't think they're paying the guy to stroke them off. That's no. Uh, they're just so the they're paying a fee to yes. the there, there's uh, an- one taste dot or by the way, I can't believe that's a. I mean credit to her ability to captivate people because that is a horrible business name i I mean does that not that i was every time i read it i just felt uncomfortable it sounds creepy like for something that you're trying to pass off is like in in legitimate and she uses a lot of eastern philosophy and she's trying to make it sound like you're going to be one with the universe with this and but then at the same time you're like come and get a taste yeah yeah exactly so so okay an introductory workshop costs 195 dollars that actually seems reasonable, right? Now they do. Uh, you you asked earlier. I, I believe there isn't at least one scenario. Everybody's like in a room in a group doing this, right? Like everybody's splayed out on their own on their own nests and whatnot. So like a, like a Lamaze class, an extremely erotic Lamaze class mm-hmm. where the guys focused on the woman. Okay, so one hundred ninety five dollars for an introductory workshop. There was a week long urban monk program for two thousand dollars. And then you could train to become a certified coach for $16,000. There were how-to DVDs, one-stroke lubricant, and OM pillow sets to build nests. Now, this is where I'm still... Like, at this point in the article, this all sounds like, okay, she's definitely profiting on this, obviously. But I don't... uh, 
becoming a coach for $16,000, that's a business investment. If you're going to get a return on your investment, right? It's like right. becoming a CrossFit instructor or something. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds to me. I mean, that reads like a, are you now like a franchisee? Like, how are you recouping if, 16 grand? Yeah, in, I think you'd have to, you'd have to be, able, you'd be allowed to run seminars then. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like yeah. what CrossFit does, right? I mean, you, you got to pay a certain amount. I don't think it's as exorbitant as that, but then you'd be, you for CrossFit, at least a couple of years ago, I looked into it. It was, uh, you pay, you, you don't pay like a percentage of your revenue the way you do with most franchises. You pay just a flat fee per year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just like a flat it. fee to use the license basically, yeah. right? So you can like market it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, you know, plus you have all the perks of also just constantly uh, masturbating strangers all day. Just, yeah, I, I know, like, except, I except this is key. The men... The men don't, at least on site, get anything out of that. You know, right. like it's all, they're yeah. all, it's all about just wham, bam. Thank you, sir. So, uh, <laughs> right. There's this guy, Ken Blackman, who shows up a, call, a, a couple of times. He was the Stravinsky of stroking, uh, apparently. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Just an incredible now, nickname. But he says that a man would learn to enjoy OMing, not vicariously, but for the pleasure he's giving her. And not for the side benefits, many though they may be. So I think they're... <laughs> Which are? <laughs> I, I think a lot of times, obviously, like yeah. uh, if a... I would think that in it a certain tra- number of women, yeah, yeah, when you're... Come no, on. no, no, no. They're very strict. He said... It is where it was interesting. And the article does not go into enough of like the actual scandalous stuff because he said that at the beginning, they were very strict about nothing happening on site. And then that's it. They leave it like, okay, well, what did it? Did they get yeah, sloppier yeah. about that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, oh, and this was important too. He said because they were in San Francisco, it said it resonated particularly deeply with techies. Silicon Valley was a really great place to market because we could talk in terms of having a new operating system for human connection. So this, you know, you know, you know, they're always obsessed with hacking stuff out there and there's no way that they have to try. I, to I know I, I hated that part of the article. I, I was just kind of like, I'm like, or these guys are just like easy marks who just like want to be able to like learn yeah. how to touch chicks or they're computer, like, what are we doing? Yeah, they're, yeah, really they're really computer smart dorks. computer dudes that are making like, more. They're making a lot of money, but they're still kind of awkward with women. Exactly. So they're, your mark is the right word. I, ha- right? I hate to paint marks. a broad brush here, but like they're coming in a lot of money probably after the fact. And now they're getting to use it to join like a weird, creepy sex cult. And that's what's happening. Well, and that's where it got interesting. And when it, it started to maybe step over that line into like, OK, we're making some money off of this into into something else. And it was um, basically it got it got very sales driven. It was yeah. um, it, it was the, the salespeople started. It just reads like it's turning into just kind of your general sales organization yeah that's okay so by 2017 one taste to become a flourishing business the company had 150 stale, staff members including um sales promoting a variety of different courses uh including retreats and coaching programs costing up to sixty thousand dollars a year the nicole de Don intensive offering personal tuition in stroking by de Don herself it must be uh, must be personal tutelage in stroking by, by Daydon herself. Again, uh, d- kind of weirdly written article that cost yeah. them thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, and and but, the, it's the exercise of obnosing, ob- <laughs> which was another another term that just like you know makes you want to break a computer. 
Um, but it says that former members described how sales staff working on commission, sometimes seven days a week, would spend hours texting and calling people who had attended one taste events, pressuring them to sign up for the next more expensive class. I always I'm always curious when it's described as like salespeople being driven to make calls and everything like, okay, well, that's, I mean, that's what salespeople do when they have a commission. That's, that's, that's literally just the job of sales. Yeah. I, that's why these are the portions that I was reading where I was, it's, it's sort of like they're framing the, like the premise is framed at, like all the cults that you're used to reading about. Like when yeah. you, if you've seen like going clear and you're reading about Scientology, are they separating kind of like you're waiting for them to like, are they separating yeah. these people from their families or anything? And I'm not exactly. I'm, not I'm trying to see like work. where the, where the deep manipulation and the force gets into and kind of what you're really reading after it starts out with human track trafficking, sexual assault, being forced to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. is really just them kind of saying like they were forced to work seven days a week. It's by whom? By the sales the staff. Job. Right, you can quit whenever you want. You're not right, forced and, to do right, anything. I mean, it's and, the and, sales and, job. Now, this is the part that gets sketchy and you'd have Carpal to wonder. tunnel, maybe. Are they? <laughs> are they? Well, okay. I didn't see any allegations of abuse by the like the male practitioners. That's what I expected was yeah, at some point. Yeah. Okay, that's the obvious potential for abuse right there. And there's got to like honestly, like in anything like this, because I mean it happens with large companies that do massage. There's got to be at least a few complaints, uh, you right. know, that somebody went too far. And uh, unless I missed it, I didn't see it in this article. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, this is oh, this is where it got creepy. I forgot. Yep. <laughs> Okay, that's the best part. That's why I highlighted in green. Okay, the Bloomberg investigation. Bloomberg did an investigation of these. That's right. Uh, they revealed that in 2015, One Taste had paid a $325,000 out-of-court settlement to a former staff member who said she'd been ordered to sleep with prospective male customers and suffered sexual assault and harassment as well as other labor violations on the job. The, the actual sales staff, they were encouraged to go out and sleep with guys, flirt with guys, promise more, coerced into having sex with wealthy men to entice them to take courses, including one allegation of a young woman being forced into having sex with multiple partners. It, well, that's why up until that point in the article, when you're in like the 2011 range, it's not reading like anything that salacious. Yeah. And then you get into this Bloomberg investigation and yeah, the 325 out of court settlement. I mean, it's obviously if you're being ordered to sleep with someone. So, OK, so that's that's when everything gets blown up and uh, they, they shut down. There's still a website. So I, I watched her TED talk. And like I said, everything she said in the TED talk seemed to make a lot of sense. And a lot of women like obviously you can try this for free and there's all kinds of information out there. It's like with a lot of these things, it's not like she actually invented these techniques, but she popularized it and was really right. successful with the business model so that part of it i was okay with and i feel like i feel like she has an important message that needs to get out there and that drew needs to go find one of these places and maybe either either uh experiment with it or start your own orgasm hut i have i've kind of had my own orgasm hut since like 2012 probably oh, yeah you know yeah i've been mostly single since then so that's kind of been the <laughs> that was a joke about me just <laughs> dating well, 
that's what uh what, one thing that she says in here and you see this a lot is people say well nobody talks about the female orgasm and and i i don't i i'm not sitting here trying to be like the guy that says hey you know guys are the ones that get screwed over because we don't at all um but i do think that we don't actually talk about the male orgasm hardly at all other than that like yeah, yeah there i had one and uh versus versus women because i think it's harder to come by it, it actually does get discussed quite a bit i mean i do just think in, in general the bar is pretty low yeah i mean that's the part where it's no it's it's no uh i mean it's not a coincidence that her business really just like took off like she found a a huge market for women that were just tired of getting no satisfaction from dudes so and- that that tracks that totally tracks like anytime like you know i've gotten into any relationship it's always just kind of like oh yeah usually like they just don't even do anything it's five five seconds and you're like wow that is such a low bar it really doesn't take much yeah well and uh, yeah that 15 minutes of having somebody completely and totally focused on you with no and in a lot of ways that formal environment might make it even more releasing because there's no chance for him to turn it into anything else so it is mostly it it is all about you and then when the other thing that happens with women it a lot of times is because uh, because there's so much pressure for them to perform and act a certain way that they don't they don't take the time to like actually i don't want to say demand but you know like kind of ask or direct or what have you or the guy isn't willing to yeah or they're not comfortable doing it where this yeah it's it's not a setting where they feel like they can communicate what they actually might want or what feels good or or they feel like they're having to cater to the man's ego protect his ego relentlessly which i think is probably a thing i mean not mine but other people's (laughs) this is uh if if i were going to be taken advantage of by a cult i feel like this is the one that's that makes the most sense to get taken advantage of by like this is a this is (laughs) absolutely yeah like this isn't i don't have to wait until i die for this one to pay off i don't have to drink a bunch of kool-aid out in guyana yeah you know i I just it seems like a pretty quick tit for tat yeah the comparisons like when i'm looking at the other ones you know where heaven's gate and they're like castrating themselves and then committing suicide i just feel like easy decision like i'm probably <laughs> like easy to sit like this is one i, I st- every single every i'll be honest every single cult story that i like went down the rabbit hole especially during covid where i'm just like you know taking the deep dive into all the cult content that you can get there's a lot of podcasts out there about it and you're going into them and the common denominator every time is you're just thinking like these people are idiots yeah how do you get roped into this this is I, and i get it's you know, it's attrition. It happens slow, but like this is one where I could wander in off the street, trying to help myself out, get certified. You know? you know, this this really feels almost more like a pyramid scheme. It seems like the yes. people, at least fine, <laughs> yes. the people that yeah. financially were being taken advantage of, were more. Right. It, it seems like they were trying to learn how to become instructors or get better at it. But it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't this all encompassing cult type thing. I, the one that no, it's one of those things where the revenue is being driven by the people trying to be certified versus actually customers, right? Who are right. who are paying like a consistent fee or like it seems much more like you're just you're you're marking people that you're selling them on your you know ability to train them to make money. There's one I, I've seen some scrutiny or uh, skepticism over Don Yoga. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those franchises, but but my wife Brandy used to go to one of those and she liked it a lot. And it it wasn't to her. I mean, she knew that seminars were available and everything, but to her, it never seemed like there was a whole lot of pressure for her to take them or anything. But I wonder maybe if they 
maybe once maybe in that similarly i mean it's yoga it's it's healthy it's a lot of eastern philosophy yeah. which is great for you if you get into it so they're profiting off of it they're well is it now is it now has it kind of been outed as a as like a nefarious cult is that what's it going on with that? i don't think it was or a, like a multi-level marketing situation oh, I, I think it was just that they felt like I, you know what it is with things like this, especially when they package it with Eastern philosophy, like if you're selling yeah. meditation retreats or if you're selling yoga or if you're selling orgasmic meditation, when the companies violate something, you know, mm -hmm. like over overly pressurized sales technique, kind of like a, 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 a timeshare, except because it's packaged in Eastern philosophy, I think the knee jerk reaction is, oh, you must be some kind of cult, you know, like you, yeah. you think that you're it feels like scientology or it feels like a, a wacko christian or mormon cult or something well it just seems it just seems so clear to me that what they've done is take the same model that you see with like a lot of the mega churches yeah i mean the same the same i mean in my opinion the same thing that you see just happening in the money making christian institutions in the u.s and they just took that they made it non-denominational and then marketed it and branded it as something that seems exotic and more interesting or trendy yeah. And they just use the same manipulation and the same branding and the same way to rope people in. So, so I think that uh, the, the general story would be, OK, A, don't have your salespeople have sex with the clients as a way to entice them. Uh, yeah. Lesson forever. Yeah. You don't learn that at Wharton. Uh, B, <laughs> uh, you learn that on the streets. B would be that uh, as long as you like the churches, keep it to like 10 percent of gross income. As long as you just keep it to ten percent of growth, like basically tithe, just be sure people are tithing. Is that is that is that the is that actually the number? Ten percent, yeah. If you if you tithe the way you're supposed to tithe, it's ten percent. That's why those. That's why the some of the some of the people that focus on athletes are, uh, you know, I I I, oh, I, wow. I take a wide path around those people when they focus on professional athletes. And, oh, interesting. And they convince them that they need to be donating 10% to their, their church or what have you. Yeah, tax-free. I mean, nice. now, it's a, if it, now if you're incredibly devout and that's what you do is 10%, then so be it. But that would be the difference. I don't think the Catholic Church or like any other church is necessarily out there saying, hey, uh, borrow on your credit card to give that 10%. Whereas these, you know, some of these sales tactics were like super high pressure. Just, yeah, it's, it's for your Think about how much better you'll be at the end of all this. Yeah. I mean, you have to think like if she, cause she didn't end up really getting in trouble, right? Like she's no. not in jail. It just no. says that she, she ended up disappearing. Right. It's, and they uh, still don't know. So it doesn't read to me like, she, I mean, unless they're assumed they're, if they're presuming that she literally fled. But it doesn't sound to me. No, like she's she was... not. It doesn't sound like she's wanted or anything like that. So I think this is uh, is, is maybe closer than I think that they saw the uh, ability to attach Gwyneth Paltrow's name to this, like by yeah. the she's most a minimal of. Yeah. of <laughs> I mean, after the J Dag, it's like, come on. Yeah, I, so... I mean, this is one of those things, though, when you're reading it and you're it just it re it's it reminds me of like, uh, <laughs> like, did you watch Tiger King? Yeah. Okay, so it's like when you're diving into the world of all these animal, uh, you know, these like off-brand zoos and like tiger trainers and animal trainers and everyone else, you're just realizing that like, is there, there's a hierarchy of who is the most dysfunctional and yeah. broken among them. No doubt, like the people at the top are, should probably be locked up, but there's no one in that hierarchy that is just not crazy at all. 
So like when you're going through this and you're seeing the allegations and everything else, it's just like a hornet's nest of everybody in this is is kind of a wacko to me. Yeah. So I mean, uh, no one in no one in here is. So it's it's like you know, someone was accusing someone of something unseemly, but it's kind of like, how did you get in that spot? But uh, I I think the the major lesson I learned is that there's probably some to this philosophy, something to it that's interesting and when worth learning. Um, At the very least, the techniques, you can try them on your lady friend. Uh, (laughs) So anybody listening, just Google Nicole Daydone, D-A-E-D-O-N-E. Nicole mm-hmm. Daydone and uh, and and uh, like follow just follow the rabbit hole where it leads you and maybe it'll lead you to true love. Yeah, yeah, good or spiritual enlightenment, etc. 